We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to bring the juice, guys. Week one of training camp is officially come and gone. The Indianapolis Colts had an off day today on a Monday. And so with that, we thought that we would look back at week one from training camp, kind of look at some different observations that we had, some of the local media had, just people in general had, and even hear you know, some comments from some certain you know, players and coaches and, and things of that nature. So we kind of just want to do a full recap. Obviously, the Colts started this week. No pads. Uh, the pads do come on tomorrow officially. So, you know, some of this stuff can be taken, I think, a little bit with a grain of salt. But overall, I think we learned a few things going in from week one of camp. Very excited, obviously, for, you know, how things change and, you know, how things get updated here when the pads do come on tomorrow. But uh, just wanted to kind of recap here. So, Derek, a lot that we can kind of talk about here. Um, you know, the first off thing we have to talk about, of course, has to be Paris Campbell, right? I mean, Paris Campbell has been absolutely lighting it up in terms of, you know, the wide receivers. I feel like a lot of these wide receivers are looking really good so far in camp, but Paris Campbell in particular, he's really stood out. Oh, yeah. I mean, with his speed and his ability to make those contested catches, you know, it's been very impressive to see him doing what he's doing and you know, after suffering another severe, you know, knee injury, you're wondering how that rehab was going to go. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, he looks like the same old Paris Campbell that we remember when we first drafted him. Right. And, you know, they asked him a lot about, you know, his three years of basically it's been rehab for him. The last three seasons has felt like that says it's been tough, but says he feels blessed that not everybody gets an opportunity like that, you know, gets a chance to take the field. He says it's not going to take it for granted because he's experienced what it's like to have it taken away from him so many times, right? Only playing in 15 games in his first three years. So, you know, certainly not the kind of availability you want out of your uh, second round wide receiver that you drafted over guys like DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin, guys like that that are lighting the league up, right? So you're kind of getting lost in amongst some of these people. But again, first week, 
it's it's favored for the offense in a lot of different ways, but it, it is nice to see Campbell not only you know looking good but performing very well in these practices as well, making great catches from Matt Ryan, getting open. He's being targeted a lot, and you know really showing that athletic ability once again that reminds you that we're praying to the football gods that this man stays healthy because if he does. I mean, we've said it so many times this last week. Campbell is a guy that is really going to revitalize this offense if he remains on the field. Yeah, I mean, we even saw it in practice, right? Like, you know, he can do a little bit of everything. I feel like, personally, his route running has got a ton better. And I do credit that, obviously, to Reggie Wayne, the new wide receivers coach. You know, he's really worked, I think, with him on that. And Paris Campbell, while he can burn you over the top, and we did see that, you know, on more than one occasion at practice, he also can get open. He's finding those routes. He's becoming a little bit more crafty in his route running. And we did see that, you know, where he would find gaps in that defense. And, you know, so that's also very encouraging as well. And, you know, Reggie Wayne, you know, said that Paris Campbell's rolling right now, you know, to quote him, he said he's rolling. And so, you know, we hopefully that that momentum continues on here in the coming weeks into the, the preseason, into the regular season, because you're right. If he is healthy, he's going to be a big part of this offense and probably one of Matt Ryan's favorite weapons if week one is any indication. But oh, yeah. uh, a couple other guys, other wide receivers that did stand out. Alec Pierce has stood out as well. Um, you know, he seems like he's a very perfectionist type of guy. And, you know, Reggie's message was funny enough to Alec Pierce was, relax, you're not going to be perfect. So it seems like the, the good thing is with Alec Pierce, you know, being a perfectionist is he wants to perfect his craft to the best of his ability. And so the fact that Reggie understands that, you know, and, and can just help him, you know, be able to perfect his craft, but not try to do too much all at once. Um, I think it's good because he, he has had a really good week at camp. He's made some nice catches. He's looked really good. You know, Michael Pittman Jr. even said he's light years ahead of me where I was my rookie year. And we all know Pitt turned, had a pretty good season that year as a rookie, obviously had the injury, but after that was really, really turning it on. So that should be encouraging for a lot of fans. So what are your thoughts kind of on Alec Pierce so far in his offense and really only one week uh, in this offense for training camp? Well, it's no secret that, you know, that was Reggie's guy, right? I mean, Reggie wanted him from the get-go and you could tell that Alec has been taken under his wing, right? I mean, he's made it a special mission to make sure that Alec Pierce turns into the prodigy that he wants him to become. So it's no question that Alec is going to look good and He's looked very solid. You know, I mean, there's been, there was, I think it was the second practice. I think it was that Wednesday practice where had a couple of drops here and there, but it was the first time being outside and training camp. The uh, field was a little wet that day as well. So they kind of, I know Reich also mentioned that on Saturday as well, said that the fields are still a little soggy from everything else going on because, you know, Indy got hit with a lot of rain over the past few weeks and the grounds are not as dry as what they normally are at this time of year. But nevertheless, Alec has looked very smooth. He's looked very, very poised and it doesn't seem like the, the moment is too big for him right now. You know, he's going out and, and using what he's gifted, you know, his speed at that size and, you know, being able to, and it just looks so natural to him right now, which is a great thing for a guy that's a rookie. You normally expect him to kind of compensate for maybe something he's not doing right now, but it just doesn't seem like it's too big for him right now. And that's a great thing to see for Alec Pierce because there was a lot of question marks on if he would be able to adapt to the NFL. 
Well, week one of training camp, he, he definitely proved that he can. Absolutely. And the crazy thing is all these guys are extremely young. Like even Michael Pittman, you know, he's yeah. kind of the vet of the group. He's only 24, maybe 25. <laughs> so yeah, this group is very young and, and Reggie Wayne really likes that. You know, he likes the fact that these guys, uh, he, he even said that they're going to, they'll get a little bit upset actually when they don't have enough time in the media rooms because they're always asking questions. They're always wanting to know more from Reggie. They're always wanting to pick his brain. And, you know, if you have guys that are wanting to learn more than less, that can only serve you well. And Reggie really thinks that, you know, he really enjoys this wide receiver room and the fact that they all want to get better. And it seems like at least from week one of training camp, all these wide receivers, all these young guys have shown flashes. Every single one, it feels like, is making a big play um, on this defense. And so it's really exciting to see kind of who who's going to take, you know, those, those last couple positions there. Because I do really feel like based off of Frank Reich's comments, we kind of already know who the top four are going to be, right? We all know it's going to be Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, and Ashton Doolin. You know, he all, Frank Reich talked about it in his press conference on Saturday. He said Ashton Doolin, who we think is probably going to be the four, he's going to be a big part of our offense. So you think you know, automatically your top four are probably pretty locked in there. Um, but I guess the question of the order, you know, where, where is that going to fall as far as who's going to be the two, who's going to be the three, who's going to be the four? Um, I think right now, uh, you know, you do kind of wonder, okay, um, who is going to be, you know, that primary number two? Who is going to be that guy? Um, and we didn't really get much of an answer, I don't think, quite yet. Obviously, it's still very early into camp. So, you know, I think, but, but I think we did get clarity on for sure who are going to be the top four. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we've seen uh, the top four guys with Pittman, Pierce, Campbell, Doolin. But, you know, we talked about, uh, Matt Ryan from before and his ability to spread the ball around and Frank Reich and Marcus Brady uh, have already confirmed that as well. So, you know, it seems like there's really not going to be a defined number one, two, three, four, when it comes to the, the guy who's going to get effectively get the most targets every game, the game plan always changes for Indianapolis. So it's always a great thing. Uh, you know, not having this number one prodigy, number one guy on there. And then everybody else is just way below him. It's like everyone is right at about that same pace and you feel confident going to whoever any given week. It just depends on what kind of defense you're facing. Yeah. Well, as far as the guys who are going to kind of be battling, you know, you have guys like Patman, you have guys like QT, you have DeMichael Harris, you know, you have Michael Young, you know, you have some of those guys, Isaiah Ford, like there's a lot of guys out there and it's pretty congested right now for who's going to be the five or, or potentially the six as well, uh, depending on how many, you know, wide receivers and tight ends the Colts elect to keep. Uh, but it's going to be intriguing nonetheless. Um, I do think we need to talk about Matt Ryan, as you just mentioned, because he has been lights out so far in Colts camp. From everything that we've heard, what we saw on Saturday, Matt Ryan has not only taken control of this offense, but he looks pretty good doing it as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, he's been like 80% on his passes so far in the first week of camp. So, you know, it's been effective and he's showing, you know, a little bit of everything. And, you know, we talked about, we kind of made the joke after the first two practices, everyone was talking about how the Colts finished practice 10 minutes early each day. And when you and I were there, uh, we finished practice five minutes early. And I think uh, we would have finished earlier had there not been a giant crowd to please at the beginning of practice, things like that. So, you know, it, it, this whole notion is, you know, it's not that the Colts have been 
uh, slacking any. It's just the fact that Matt Ryan has been making sure these practices are going a lot quicker. So it's forcing these guys mentally to lock in a little more. And, you know, we've, we, uh, they asked about that with Marcus Brady earlier, uh, earlier in the week says that, you know, it feels great to see that because it's like game speed mentality, even in the practices. And that's what you need. Um, and it, that's what you need, especially for a young team. And it, it's crazy to see that. And he said that, uh, we've, Frank Reich mentioned that we've never practiced this fast before. So we had the same number of plays as we've had in the past, but Matt Ryan's just making it move so much faster. So we never practiced like this before. Uh, basically we tell him what play to run and like, you know, what we expect. But then again, we also tell him like, go trust your instinct. Don't flinch, do what you need to do. And you know, so far, so far it's looked pretty good in the first week of camp. So, yeah, absolutely. That's just going to prepare your whole team. You know, even your defense is going to prepare them to be more on it, right? We're go, go, go all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love what he's done. And obviously his accuracy is off the charts, man. I mean, you, you we all saw the play to Naheem Hines where we were on the other sideline. I thought it was intercepted. I mean, that just, but it was right off the fingertips, basically right into Naheem Hines' hands. And that just shows you how dead on accurate Matt Ryan can be. Uh, and just the way that he's able to, and even some of the deep balls, you know, he has a couple deep balls to, to Paris Campbell, a couple to Doolin, you know, he still, he still's got it, man. He still has some juice left in that arm. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of good throws. You know, I mean, he had one or two of them over the last week that we know that got picked off from Nick Cross. But, you know, besides the fact of that, I mean, you know, those deep balls are usually pretty accurate and they're pretty good right in the spot where, you know, his receiver can go and get it. You know, he had the one to Alec Pierce in the practice that we went to. And I mean, that was beautiful. A back shoulder fade that where Isaiah couldn't get it. And it was just a beautiful throw. And, and you know, it's things like that that, you know, make you very happy that he's not only accurate, but in the fact that he makes himself accurate, he wants to be that perfectionist and it's just part of him to be that kind of guy. What's going on, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick moment to talk with you about odds trader. Odds trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sport books to get the best deal possible. Odds Trader allows you to make bets on almost every major sport. Some of the cool features that I enjoy about Odds Trader is the handicapping options they provide. You get live play-by-play -play updates. You get live scores and bet tracking on everything that you're doing on the app. Player statistics, key game statistics. You even get projected game day weather reports as well. And the, another great thing about Odds Trader is you get Bet Tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities while you're on the site. I mean, how cool is that? If this is something that sounds like it intrigues you, make sure to go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Absolutely. We've already talked about Kylan Granson a little bit, a little bit of struggle from him, but we talked about also, you know, Drew Ogletree and kind of what he's been able to do so far. And it seems like he's potentially making himself at least a case, an argument for the Colts potentially keeping four tight ends. What are your thoughts on Drew Ogletree so far in camp? Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's been one of the more active guys in the tight end room so far through the first week. I mean, I know, 
that Mo's obviously been very involved. Obviously, you want to get that connection because you expect him to be your number one tight end. You know, Jelani uh, has been getting some work in. Nothing crazy from him yet. Obviously, you and I said Granson struggled the first week of camp, but that's okay. It's first week. Get a chance to go back out there the next couple weeks with the pads on, and we'll see if that uh, triggers something else in him. But Drew, I mean, again, we talk about the size of him. You know, he's the same size as freaking uh, Mo Ali Cox, you know? So it's not like he's small in any way, shape, or form. And he had a couple of really good plays, especially on Saturday when you and I went, had a couple of good catches in the middle of the field. So I think even Zach Hicks of Locked On Colts uh, even mentioned the idea as well on Twitter. Like, you know, is it the possibility that the Colts go with four tight ends and just go with like five wide receivers, right? Because you have a couple of guys that you feel in the running back room that you could potentially throw into the wide receiver uh, position if you need to, right? AKA Naheem Hines. So, you know, would it be a terrible idea to have four tight ends, three of them being six foot six and 260 pounds or more? You know, like how, how terrible could that be, right? So, It'll be interesting to see what they do. You're right. Drew Ogletree definitely is making a case for himself. Uh, we'll have to see when the pads get on, though. Like you said, the pads make it a lot different. Guys can get a little more physical with you. We'll see how he handles being more aggressive and having to deal with blocking and those uh, contested catches as well. Yeah, speaking of blocking, we can talk about the left tackle position real fast. Seems like so far, it's been pretty much all Matt Pryor at left tackle for the starters. Uh, Bernard Ryman's more been the backups, the number twos right now. Um, as we all expected, you know, the, the Colts have not been shy about saying uh, Matt Pryor is going to get the first look at left tackle. Um, definitely when the pads come on, this is where, you know, you really get to see all right, like who's got it and who's doesn't, you know, especially in the offensive line um, when, when the pads do come on. So I'm really intrigued to see this. I'm kind of just like, I don't really take this w- with much grain of salt here because it's just like, I mean, how much can you do realistically without pads on? So I'm, I'm just looking forward and I'm kind of like not really like taking this too seriously as opposed to in a couple weeks when they have a couple weeks of, of practice, you know, full go under their belts. Yeah, absolutely agree with you on that. And then same with the right guard. Danny Penter has been your right guard so far with uh, Will Fries has kind of been your backup guy as well um, there. Uh, one thing that's interesting so far, the number two and number three corner. You know, there's been that battle, Isaiah Rogers, Brandon Faison. Surprisingly enough, Brandon Faison's kind of been that number three corner so far in camp. And Isaiah Rogers has had some, some nice plays and stuff. But Faison, as it stands right now, is – probably your second outside corner uh, that you have on your, your roster right now. What are your thoughts kind of on this battle? Yeah. I mean, I've made my thoughts perfectly clear about, I thought Isaiah was going to be the clear number two guy. And I don't, after this week, I mean, it doesn't seem to make me think else. Otherwise, you know, we saw uh, Isaiah Rogers in the moment of, you know, giving up that touchdown to Alec Pierce Saturday, next three passes, does a great job forcing an incomplete pass every single time that he went got target after. So, you know, it's he's definitely a good player. And face on, I, I haven't seen a lot of him yet. Obviously, uh, he's probably going to end up being behind Rodgers if I had to take my guess on it now. But it's good that there's competition there right now. It keeps it to where, you know, guys stay hungry for that position. But I think that it's, it's Rodgers' spot to lose at this moment in time. 
Yep, we'll see. Um, staying in the secondary also, Nick Cross has had more of an opportunity with Rodney McLeod still, you know, kind of on the mend from that injury that he sustained when he started off on PUP. Uh, he's had some nice moments so far, Nick Cross has. When the pads come on, like we say, with everything, we'll see a little bit more about maybe he gets to display more of his physicality down there. Uh, what are your thoughts kind of on Nick Cross so far? Because It seems like he's had no problem, you know, being the starter and, and making some plays so far in camp. Yeah, I mean, Nick Cross has definitely been showing out, and it's great to see that because, you know, we were wondering off the top, you know, did is Nick Cross going to even make those plays? How's he going to adapt to the NFL and how the game speed of everything is? And so far in the secondary uh, sort of thing, we have seen a lot of great coverage from him, especially, you know, on that first practice, right? Uh, ended up with that great interception on Matt Ryan and, on Saturday's practice, almost had another one as well. So, you know, he had a very strong first week, which is great. I love seeing that. And, you know, with Rodney McLeod not getting a lot of opportunity that first week uh, coming off the PUP list, you know, Nick Cross really had to show something. And I think even Jim Ursay, you know, stated even after watching him, like how he looked this week, said he reminds him a whole hell of a lot like Bob Sanders. And, I mean, he went there. I mean, that's the greatest safety in Indianapolis Colts history. And Jim Ursay's already coming out saying that, you know, he looks a lot like him uh, when he first came into the league. So, I mean, that's very high praise for a rookie as well. But, you know, when you're, you've been around as long as Jim Ursay, I mean, you definitely have seen a lot of things. So, you know, hopefully, as you said, as we said before, when the pads come on, we see the same kind of aggression. We see him continue to make some of those great secondary plays uh, because, you know, we've been hyping up this safety duo with Julian Blackman and Nick Cross a lot over the last few weeks. Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely living up to it after week one as of right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention was just already Yannick Ngakwe has made his presence felt. I mean, he's completely just been dominating um, those offensive linemen so far. And, you know, even guys like Braden Smith, he's been able to, you know, make look silly at some point. So, I mean, overall, I think we need to be uh, very excited about what Yannick's going to bring to this defense because he's already showing up in camp. He's already making his presence known. And same with Quiddy Pay. He's also playing really well. Um, it should make Colts fans excited about the potential of this duo that they're already starting to make some noise. Even in week one with no pads, they're already starting to do things. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, Colts Nation is loving Yannick Ngakwe, right? I mean, like everything about this guy, right? I mean, there's all the last few weeks have just been insane. I mean, you and I have interacted with him several times on social media already. And it so has a lot of Colts fans at this point. And, you know, he just seems like a very down to earth kind of guy. And it's great that he's taking it upon himself to really get immersed in the Indianapolis community. Right. He's been doing a lot of charities, nonprofits, doing giveaways and everything like that. You know, trying to get involved with people in this community because he really wants this to try to be his last stop. Right. Over the last two or three seasons, he's probably had enough of wondering when his next, where his next home's going to be. Right. And he wants to have this one be the last one, hopefully. So it's great that he's doing that. And, you know, we saw it uh, on Saturday, he was doing very well against Matt Pryor. You know, I mean, it's going to be great for Matt Pryor to 
you know, go up against somebody like him who's obviously a proven edge rusher, one of the only few guys in the league that has had eight-plus sacks every season since coming into the league. So not many guys that are much more effective at doing what they do than him. So I love it, man. I love it. It's week one. We're going to see what happens when the pads start coming on. That's when it's really going to start being told how good he is versus somebody like Matt Pryor and Braden Smith. But, I mean, the first week, I mean, even the following weeks before that, he has made a tremendous impression on this uh, Colts community. Yep, absolutely. So, guys, that'll do it for our kind of short recap here of week one of training camp for the Indianapolis Colts. Like I stated earlier, the Colts will be in full pads starting tomorrow on Tuesday. So we are really, really looking forward to that and kind of hearing some things out of camp. Guys, if you're going down to camp on Sunday, be sure to look out for Derek because he will be down there. Sold out again, once again, training camp sold out. So, Derek, very glad that you're able to get down there with the crowd behind you and a, a lot of hype going towards this, you know, this Colts season already. Oh, yeah, 100%. Cannot wait for that. I mean, that's going to be a heck of a fun time. Can't believe it's going to be sold out again. I think the only difference that we're going to have is it's just going to be a little bit warmer on Sunday because of, uh, as you know, it'll be a noon practice versus being a 7 o'clock practice. But, Nevertheless, I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait to be down there again and get to watch these guys go in full pads. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And one last thing, guys, if you're watching this video, be on the lookout tomorrow around noon. We are going to be releasing our vlog, right? We, We recorded a lot, a lot of video on our Saturday that we were there at Grand Park. And so we kind of condensed it into about a half an hour video so be sure to check that out tomorrow it's gonna be dropping at noon a lot of good content a lot it was a lot of fun to make as well yes um we were able to just kind of get a little bit more insight into the colts and kind of give you a backstage look to what we were able to see uh for this colts training camp as a part of the media so be on the lookout for that that'll do it for this one guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for twelve thousand subscribers really appreciate that if you're still here and you haven't yet be sure to hit that like button subscribe all that good stuff. It pushes it out to more Colts Nation so we can continue to grow, continue to give back to you guys, and continue to add more good content, good quality content for you guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.